Hi, it's James Yoakum, host of Webcomics Reviews and Interviews. Tonight we're discussing your friendship, so sit back, relax, and let the geek fest begin. First off, the obligatory heads up. This podcast will be discussing sex and related materials tonight. So if that offends you, hey, now's the time to turn it off. That said, interestingly enough, there's not been a whole lot of information written about how to write friendships. That is, you want to find how to write a romance? No problem. You want to find enemies? Definitely not a problem. And when it comes to sex, well, there's a lot of material there as well. Just not a whole lot of information on how to write about people just hanging together. Which is sort of weird when you realize how many webcomics there are when it comes to the topic of friendship. I mean, you've got webcomics that discuss every possible aspect of friendship. I don't care if it's hooking up in a sexual manner, people just hanging around, playing games, people starting a business together, people doing anything artistic. There's a lot of webcomics out there that are about friendship on one level or another. But there's not a whole lot of how to write these friendships, which is sort of weird. Obviously, this needs to be remedied. I mean, we're starting to even see that flow over in the way people do critiques. Um, Look at Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn, for example. You've got a lot of people that are reading the stories and they're looking at, well, the gay subtext. I mean, straight up. Sometimes, there just isn't any subtext. This is straightforward. You've got two kids that enjoy being with each other, and that's it. Heck, there's even a romantic, an actual romance going on in there between Tom and Becky. So seriously, it's just you've got so many people that are, well, we discuss love, we discuss hate, we discuss sex, but we don't discuss anything else. So obviously, if we have a relationship in a story, it's got to have something along those lines. There's got to be something romantic. There's got to be some sex happening. There's got to be some hate going on. Otherwise, why write about it, you know? There's just something wrong with that philosophy. We need to take a step back and actually start looking at the possibility of straight friendships. So, we need some actual information on how to do that. That's why I decided, hey, let's talk about it during this month. I mean, we've got all this stuff about romance going on. Why not just look at something a little bit more subtle, a little bit more, well, interesting. With that in mind, I'm going to define friendship in five ways. First off, the characters are going to have to basically love each other on some level. This isn't a romantic, this is more of a platonic situation. That is, they enjoy being around each other, they're going to be willing to go to the limit for each other, but, you know, there isn't nothing, anything romance or sexual involved. Well, not usually. Um, these friendships are definitely going to have some limits on them. Unlike a romantic love, where there's pretty much no real limits, there are going to be some serious limits on the relationship that should not be pushed. Um, on the other hand, there is going to be a certain level where they are going to be willing to sacrifice for their friendship. Sometimes even possibly taking that the ultimate sacrifice. We're also looking at there's some sort of definite common origin. Um, we're not necessarily looking in terms of superhero style origins or you know, where everybody's a mutant or any of the other kind of 
big origins. We're looking more that they have something in common in terms of their history. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be bold. It's just they have something in common. Also, there's some sort of secret that everybody's trying to hide. It doesn't have to be deep and dark. It can be, you know, really cool. But there's some sort of secret that everybody just doesn't really want to talk about. So, with those in mind, well, let's look at those qualifiers a little bit more. I'm going to leave platonic love all to yourself. Um, not everybody has the same definition thereof, but it's just something that needs to be noted in the background. These people do love each other even if they're you know, constantly bickering and arguing and while taking large weapons to each other. It's just straight up. They do love each other. It's just not necessarily being expressed in a way that most people would recognize as actual love. First off, let's look at the common origins. This doesn't necessarily have to be, like you said, uh, you know, the big bold origin of we all got our powers through mutant. You know, our mutant genes powers us type of thing. Or we all are technological geniuses or we all went to the same spy academy. That sort of origin. No. What we're looking at is something that ties them together in terms of some sort of history. Um... The obvious here is they all went to the same school, uh, they all work at the same place, even if they have the same beliefs. You know, the, the one it tends to get overused is probably they all go to, the, they all work at the same place. Um, or if they're younger, they all go to the same school. In this situation, I'm not even looking at they have to go to the exact same school. Obviously, if we're talking people went to a Catholic school, they've had to deal with the dangerous nuns. They've had to deal with the respect-needing fathers. You know, they, they all learned the same basic lessons. And they had to deal with the same terrors. All of that's going to create some sort of common bond when they actually start discussing this later on. If, like I said, if they didn't actually go to the same Catholic school. And the same applies to if they happen to work at the same location. They have to have something that ties them together in terms of their histories. They need to have some sort of common ground in order to discuss. This is why I'm saying even the belief will work. Um, some cases they just simply happen to come from the same neighborhood. You know, they have to come up with some where where they have something to actually talk about in terms of, hey, do you remember this? Or what do you think of that? You know, they have to have some sort of common ground that they can actually discuss. A lot of times this happens just simply by be, being from the same major event in their history. Um, you know, you can even have, if you really want, they were all kidnapped as kids. And they have that to discuss. And it's sort of interesting to see how different kids adapted to that particular traumatic event. Um, you know, it just points out that they have to have something that they can actually discuss in terms of a common origin. And I'm going to point out real quick that this applies to online gaming as well. A lot of people are too quick to discount the concept of digital friendship. Well, in this day and age, we have to allow for it. You know, it has the same basic qualifiers as the other relationships in terms of you know, we've got people who enjoy their company. We've got people that actually do love each other. They just tend to express it in a non-physical format. 
And I don't think that should be penalized and discounted in this modern era. You've got a lot of people that are looking out for each other and they're not necessarily doing it in terms of the real world. And that shouldn't be a major handicap to a friendship, I don't think. It's just, you know, we've got to allow for technology in there somewhere. And if you start dealing with virtual reality and other web comics, yeah, you're going to quickly find out that the whole concept is they don't have to be there physically for their friends. Sometimes just being willing to talk is a good hallmark for the friendship. You know what I mean? So, you know, they just have some fun with it. And keep in mind that you don't have to have all the friends in the webcomic have to come from the same common origin. As long as you have somebody who links them. So you could have, say, Fred who comes from a Catholic, the same Catholic school as Charles. Charles happens to work at the coffee shop as Susan does. And Susan and Charles happened to be kidnapped when they were 10 years old. And they've had to deal with the PTSD from that, you know? Have some fun with it. Jeez. However, unlike romantic relationships, these are definitely going to have some limits to them. Um, you know, you're going to have, you don't care if they're, you have, these people have families they go to or they're trying to, you know, they have work issues or whatever, but there are going to be some definite relationship limitations. And these limitations need to be respected to at least some degree. Yeah, it'd be sort of cool if everybody hung out together as a gang and they didn't have to worry about other responsibilities or sources of income and they could concentrate solely on each other. But if that's the case, yeah, at that point, it's starting to turn more into a romance thing than an actual friendship. So, you know, they, these people have interests outside of the friendship that sometimes will take precedence over that particular friendship. And, you know, if they have a wife, that wife is going to have that person in the house nine times out of ten. There's things, that, there are responsibilities around the house that need to be dealt with. And the wife is going to make sure that those relationships, or you know, those responsibilities get taken care of. The same applies if the, you know, you've got work issues or school issues or something that has to take precedence sometimes over the friendship. As a writer, this is actually sort of cool because that gives us some chance for these decent conflict. Yeah, this is going to be a weird one. That the source of the, you know, the really friendship itself is the source of the conflict in a given story, but that's cool. That helps us build the characters, has a little bit of fun with it. And give us something more to write with than just simply the usual big bads, you know? We want to get a D&D &D game together, and we've got to deal with this person's wife, that person's boyfriend. Um, two of them have work-related issues to deal with. You know, one of them's an on-call doctor, the other one has work at a coffee shop. And, you know, we've got two, two or more of them have college to deal with. Trust me, if you don't think you can build a comic out of that, you're just not trying. Again, these limitations have to be recognized. It's, again, going to the friendship thing. 
I'd love to do this whole Greek thing where it's like you're willing to do whatever the friends need you to do, whatever the time is, regardless. But reality is, is that if you're building realistic characters by any stretch of the imagination, you have to allow that. Not only are they going to have limitations on their actions, but there's going to be definite ramifications if those act, you know, if those limitations aren't respected. I mean, let's get real. If I kept missing work because of a friendship kept coming up, I'm going to be fired from that work. You know, that job is just simply going to boot me and not worry about it. I'm then going to have to deal with income issues based off of that and the resulting lack of freedom. So yeah, I can, you know, every time somebody calls me up, I can go on and take care of that friendship, but there will be ramifications as far as that character's life is concerned. There are some stakes involved every time a sacrifice is made. However, as I noted, there are going to be times when this sacrifice is going to be made. Just as there are going to be limitations that need to be respected, there are going to be times when you're going to sacrifice for your friends. You know, there's an emergency situation, you're going to cut out a class, or you're going to call into work, you know? You're going to even have a situation where your wife is going to have to respect the fact that your friend's having some problems and those problems need to be dealt with. You know, no relationship is an absolute. You're always going to be juggling which relationship happens to take priority at the time. And, you know, you've got to allow for those kinds of conflicts. More importantly, it's sort of cool when you do have you're trying to show just how much these characters love each other, that they are willing to make certain sacrifices. Obviously, I'm not suggesting an ultimate sacrifice, even though that is sort of cool. But it's just, you've got to allow when you're dealing with friendship that you're going to have to struggle with the conflict between what's more important to you at the time, that particular relationship, your friendship, or something else going on in your life. And sometimes a friend is going to ask you too much. You know, I don't care if it happens to be you can't give out your blood because there's some sort of weird disease. Hey, point you're going to have to debate if it's worth passing on the disease or saving your friend's life. And like I said, there are going to be times when that ultimate sacrifice is going to come up. And it's not always going to be an easy call. But that's where it gets to be fun as a writer. You get to define where the conflicts are. And like I said, there's got to be some sort of secret involved. These secrets don't have to be deep and dark. They don't have to be, you know, that everybody happened to be molested by the same person way back when. Or, you know, there's a dead body of a hooker that they hope remains hidden. You know, those are fun secrets, don't get me wrong, but... They don't have to be that deep and dark and stuff that if it comes out, it's going to have serious negative ramifications for everybody. It can be sort of fun. Um, you know, they all happen to be going to the same swimming hole that nobody knew about. Or they happen to have a summer where they read all the same books and they discussed them in depth and they had some fun with it. Even if they happen to have a TV show that they would really prefer nobody know that they were fans of for a little while. You know, we're looking at the secrets that can build relationships and have a lot of fun with. And later on, you can reveal those secrets and 
they're also you just reveal a little bit more about the character. But it just uh, it's a balanced thing. You don't want to have everybody's secret be deep and dark because that's just aggravating. And let's get real. If I'm having to have a grim, dark cyberpunk situation, wouldn't it be sort of cool to have everybody's secret that they have, you know, my little pony figurines made out of them, stylized to each individual character? I mean, visually, is that not a cool secret? Yes, I'm a street samurai that's really tough. But here's my little magic pony figurine. You know? It's just, like you said, it's not just a balanced thing. It's just, it gets boring to have every secret be these big, huge, cataclysmic, oh my gosh, my life is ending if this is ever found out type of deal. Okay, it can be fun if it's something, you know, I built this really serious, hardcore character and all of a sudden my secret happens to be I'm a lounge singer. That's got to be arguably one of the funniest reveals ever about Batman is that he happened to be going the undercover as a lounge singer. You know? It's just, we've got to have a little bit of fun with the characters. And I don't care how grim and dark your characters are, not every last one of their secrets have to be, you know, these really things that if they find out, everybody is going to judge them harshly for. Sometimes, you want to have some actual fun with it. So do so. And like you said, obviously, you don't want to have all the secrets be bright and cheerful as well. Sometimes you want to have them have uh, the body of a hooker that nobody wants to find out in the middle of the woods somewhere. You're going to have to basically do a call on it each time. But this is a secret that has to be shared by everybody. Everybody can't just simply happen to have an entirely different secret because we're looking for a bonding thing. Yes, you can have... Characters have deep, dark secrets on their own. That's cool. But if you have a shared secret, it's even cooler. You know what I mean? So look at it that way. Alright, let's back up a sec. You have to understand that when I'm starting to look at the limits, there's going to be ramifications for for basically crossing those particular lines. A lot of these times, these are going to be pretty much basic. The person's going to be fired from their job for, or this is going to create a, a rift in the um, friendship. Um, a lot of times, these ramifications are going to be a little bit more interesting than, well, obviously, I'll be looking for another job or I'll have to take another class. Let's say, for example, that you've crossed the line and the family of the person who you just cross the line of just takes exception to this that family will disown you if you're using that family as for political connections those connections are now lost and you're going to have to figure out a way to rebuild those connections see one of the things about crossing the line is you're going to have to figure out a way to either those that line is either irrevocably crossed and you cannot you know that you've lost that relationship or you're going to have to figure out a way to build that relationship back up. If you build the relationship back up, there's a possibility you could actually build it stronger than before. Or because at that point, you've now really defined what that limitation on that relationship is. And you've managed to figure out a way to strengthen that. That's cool. It's also cool for the story purposes 
if you have to figure out a way to do something about what you lost due to the relationship in other areas. You know, uh, if you decide if you've lost all your political connections, for example, what kind of care you know you could either build those political connections up in a different manner, or you could represents an entirely different type of character. Like for example, if you decided that there's no way you're going to be able to build those connections, you decide to go and become a cloistered monk. You know. Or you decide to go to a different area and try to rebuild. Or you go to another area and instead of rebuilding, you just simply stay out of the way as much as possible, you know? The bottom line is is that if you cross the limitations too much or you take too much of advantage of your friends, you're going to have some serious ramifications that you either need to deal with and you're going to need to deal with them fast. And you're going to have to make a choice on how to deal with them. So that's going to be an interesting character building moment when those limitations get crossed. Also of note are which we're going to call forced decisions. That is, there are going to be situations where, you know, it's just you're going to have to make a decision, a hardcore decision, and there's no way to compromise on it. You know, a lot of writers don't like these because they feel, well, forced. That is, there's no way to do a third option, or if the third option does present itself, it just weakens the entire conflict. Obviously, you're going to have to make a decision on that yourself, but at the same time, the forced decisions are part of life, and they should be represented in comics every so often. So, you know... They're just going to have to be character building situations. What I'm looking at is stuff like, you know, you're going to have to save person and you're going to have to be, and depending on which person you save, you could either cost your friendship on one hand or you get fired on the other. You know, sometimes those situations will be easy, sometimes they're not going to be so easy. The idea is that. Yeah, it's easy to look at. You obviously sacrifice in order to build the friendship, but that's not always going to be the case. Sometimes you build up something entirely important to you in your life, and all of a sudden you're having to deal between, you know, continuing to build that up or even to maintain that. Let's say, for example, you've just, you know, you've been trying to become a world famous physicist, and all of a sudden, you got to decide between, you know, friend calls up and says, hey, um, I'm having a problem with my daughter. Can you come over? But if you do that, it's going to cost you your job as a physicist. You know? It's going to make for an interesting decision between the friendship or the job. And I'm personally of a good friend shouldn't put you in that position in the first place. But... If it, it will come up. There's absolutely no question it will come up and you're going to have to figure out what to do about it. You know? The third option in this situation would be that you figure out some way to delay the job-related issue in favor of the friend. And while that can be a really cool thing to come up with because it does show some definite decision ability or some leadership ability, but at the same time it may come off as weak. 
So you're going to have to make a decision on those kind of situations as they come up. Just be advised that every situation is unique and that not everything is going to go the way that you want it to. Listen to your characters. Always good advice. So, what do you happens if you have an expert situation? Well, this is where things begin to get interesting, if they haven't already. No matter what, an ex-friend is, no, is never going to be apathetic as far as the ex-friend is concerned. Worst case scenario is you've just created a worst enemy. After all, you've got somebody who knows your weaknesses, knows how to you know, leverage your strengths off into so they don't matter, and on top of that, knows your past and he knows your secrets. Yeah, your shared secrets, but let's get real. You're talking enemies. At that point, you're going to leverage your those secrets into some sort of tool against whoever you're up against. And that's going to definitely apply to an ex-friend. He has a secret. He now has something he can leverage against you. So obviously, that's one way you can take it. You can also create what you're going to, what we're going to call a downgrade. That is, we're going to go from friendship to alliance. Yeah, put a pin in there, we'll come back to alliances. But, what you're basically looking at is that you have an alliance where the person will help you, but there better be a really good reason for it, and you better not be able to count on this for very much longer. You know? And the person, of course, will be dealing with you with some serious regret. But the bottom line here is, you're still basically looking more in alliance and not necessarily so you better provide some reason to be, you know for the help um, at the very least we're looking at an obstacle you know, it may not be the worst enemy it may not be somebody who's really going to be in your corner but it is going to be somebody who's only going to do whatever you need them to do at great cost to you or some sort of humiliation or something there's going to be something that's going to create an interesting conflict you know it's not going to be a I need to borrow your book it's going to be yeah you can borrow the book but here's what I need from you type of deal so when it comes down to it when you create an ex-friend you may not necessarily have created a um, enemy, but you will have created an inconvenience. Now, alliances get sort of weird because they're not necessarily friends, but they're not necessarily enemies. They just happen to be people that happen to be going in the same direction as you at that particular moment in time. You know, the big point here is that whereas friendships tend to be somewhat permanent, alliances are going to be temporary. That's the entire point of an alliance. They're going to have some unwritten rules as far as that alliance goes. They're going to be pretty obvious. You know, it's going to be a basic, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch yours type of situation. And that's something that needs to be point needs to be allowed for in a good old fashioned alliance. Some of these alliances will definitely be a little bit. Well, not necessarily alliances so much as a contact or a potential hire, you know. 
In video games, we'd call them shops. They're people that are friendly to you and are willing to do things for you, but they're only willing to trade favors. Politics, we call them bedmates. Um, you know, we're looking at situations where you're trying to get somebody to vote the same way you want them to vote, but they want you to do something in exchange. Or sometimes you will have a situation where you everybody happens to be having to work together in order to accomplish something. That's not necessarily a friendship, but it's definitely an alliance. In some situations, you will have forced alliances. This is the classic, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. You know, if you're in a, you know, the comic book situation is the standard, you know, the hero and the bad guy have to basically team up in order to deal with an even bigger bad guy. You know, that's a real basic alliance there. It's a forced one, in fact, because if the two of them don't align, ally, something really bad is going to happen to both of them. You know? Of note is that you can't eventually turn these allies into friends. You know, if you are setting up a situation where you do have a common origin, you are setting up a situation where you're going to have some sort of secret, you just have to have a situation where there's a, you know, they start able to build some sort of a um, relationship outside of this, whatever the terms of the alliance are. If you can do, pull that trick off, you've got a friend. Which is sort of like an alliance in this situation, but it's got all sorts of major advantages to it. At that point, you've actually got somebody who's willing to sacrifice for you, even if there are limitations to those sacrifices. And at that point, you step from being a mere ally to an actual friend. So, if you're looking for some interesting changing the dynamics, there's another one for you. Let's take the weirdness up a notch. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to point out real quick that anytime you involve sex in a relationship, things can get weird. And not all sexual situations are going to be friendship. They're not going to be romantic. They're just simply going to be. If you have somebody who you your character calls up. To for a booty call every so often and the entire point is they just simply hook up and well unhook and it's just something that happens they're not necessarily friends they're not necessarily allies heck they're not even necessarily lovers they're just somebody who wants a particular flavor of sex every so often you provide that flavor of sex and that's as far as that relationship goes you know there's nothing more than that, and that's it. You cannot say, hey, I need a favor from you. Can you do this? For and as soon as you do that, yeah, you can expect for the phone to go dead, you know? On the other hand, there is going to be the possibility that you could have had a romantic person, a romance with somebody at some point, and it just didn't work out. Well... At that point, you've definitely got a friendship going on because you've got a shared origin, you've got the shared secret, and, you know, even if everybody knows about it, but at that point, it's just a straight friendship. 
Worst case scenario, it turns into an ex-lover, sorry, an ex-scorned lover situation, in which case you've got basically, well, see what everything I said about ex-love friends being enemies. For some friendships, they can't have a sexual encounter and it's going to survive. Um, this is especially going to be true if it's a situation where, you know, they wanted the sex to figure out what was it was all about. And that's as far as that went. Some relationships can survive that, no problem. It's going to figure out, it's going to be determined on how the two friends, if there's any other kind of ramifications to that. You know, if you have one of the two of them decides to push it and decides that, hey, we had sex once, obviously this means we can build this into a romance. And the other one's like, no, it was just sex. Well, yeah, at that point, you've got some obvious issues. You know? That is definitely going to be a conflict that needs to be resolved at some point. So if I say this can get really weird if you have a culture that actually does have people doing sex together, for example, going to orgies, uh, we won't talk about teenage boys watching X-rated movies and certain activities that happen there, and certain things that happen in certain clubs. The bottom line here is that too many people equate sex as some sort of relationship-affirming situation. Suffice to say, it's not. There's just... Every relationship is going to be entirely different. To say that there's any one event that will always affect every relationship exactly the same way... Yeah, that person needs to be shot. So, you know, ultimately, you're going to have to figure out what the sex act is and how that is going to potentially affect the relationship in question. General is, there are no general rules. You know? I'd love to say that if this happens, this will always be the reaction and this will always be the ramifications of that particular action. But the reality is, you're going to have to figure out what the ramifications are based on the particular people involved. You know, just look at what, what other things I've said in here. Sometimes it will just simply be something that happens, and it'll become a secret, a shared secret between the two. Um, other times, it'll become something that will lead to a different type of relationship. You know, a romantic one can happen because of sex, or it can just be a curiosity thing, and that's as far as it goes. Or it can be something that eventually tears the relationship apart. It's just, like anything else, you're going to have to figure out what the ramifications are based on the particular people involved and let, you know, let things lie from there. People are weird. Characters are even weirder in a lot of ways. The only general rule I can really point out to you is look at it in terms of the relationship. If it's not going to... If it's something that is something that was just done for curiosity's sake... And that's it. Odds are it's not going to have a major effect on the relationship. If it's something that one of the two partners decided to take to the next level and the other one didn't, and that's something that's 
irreconcilable, then hey, it's going to tear up the relationship. If it's something that both of them liked and they want to do it more, then it can lead to a more romantic relationship. And the really interesting thing is that anything that the two people do will have essentially the same effect. That is, even outside of sex, if it's something like getting into a business together, you know, you've got a tightening of the relationship in that case. In some cases, they're going to find out real quick, just like in real life, that they should not have gone into business together. That is, a business can tear relationships. It can also make them stronger. Or, it can be just something that one of them will keep in and the other one will get out of eventually. And that applies to pretty much any situation in your comic. And of course that leads to the obvious. Friendships aren't necessarily meant to last. That is, yeah, they are going to be one of the more permanent type of relationships a person has outside of possibly a romantic one and possibly even the enemy. But, you know... You have to allow that a friendship may not last the length of the comic. It may not even last more than a story arc or three. It's just you can never tell. And you have to allow that things are going to grow organically out of the situation. That is, you know, things, relationships when you involve people in real life are weird. Even if you have control over them like you do when, when you're writing a script... You know, things may not work out because you've got to, you're going to have to figure out what your characters are telling you. Relationships in a comic aren't always going to last, not necessarily the way you think they would. Those relationships need to change. And they, you know, you're going to have a weird situation where there's going to be some give and take in the relationship. There has to be give and take in the relationship. If there's not, that as things change in that relationship, obviously the relationship between the two people will change as well. You know, you know, I hate bringing up the, we've already covered with to a degree with the ex-friends, but sometimes people can't just simply fall out of the relationship and that's fine too. You know, they simply decide to go their own ways or it just happens that they have to go their own ways. You know, not all relationships are going to last all events. If you have a situation where the person has has a really cool thing they need to do that will advance their own life, they're not always going to stick with everybody that was around them. And while, yeah, that's going to be a devastating and a really sad and going to cause a lot of broken feelings, those relationships, those kind of events do have to happen every so often. So... If the one thing the one thing that has remained steady in your comic is that things have to change. You can't have them be static throughout the entire comic or things are just not good. It's just going to be a dead comic after a while. You know, there's going to be no real suspense or anything. It's just going to be a sameness. Everybody knows that if this event happens, this will be the result. And it's just going to lead to same similar actions. After a while, it's just people aren't going to be interested in your comic. You need to change, and one of the easier, more interesting ways of changing things is by changing out your relationships every so often. Which I guess leads to the corollary. Even if you do change your, react, change your relationships a lot, 
don't go too crazy with it. You know? You shouldn't have a flip-flopping every couple of issues and everybody becomes enemies and everybody becomes friends or everybody decides to hook up. It's just going to get aggravating. And yeah, you will face some serious blowback on it. But by the same token, don't assume that every relationship you have, everybody's going to be copacetic with. You know, you've got a lot of really great relationships in terms of comics and movies and even real life where the two people ostensibly hate each other. You know, they're always pushing each other. They're always aggravating each other. Every time the two of them get in the same area, you know there's going to be fireworks. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the two people aren't friends, at least not on some level. You know, if one of those two people got into trouble, you know the other one's going to come up and do something about who's ever causing the trouble. Occasionally, they'll share secrets. They'll do things that you'd expect friends to do. That's fine. That's part of that particular dynamic. You know, we're looking at, in case you're curious, we're looking at probably best represented by the um, manga rivalry situation. You know, where you've got two people who, while they are in fact rivals, because they are pushing each other, because they are doing a little, making each other better, even as they're aggravating each other, you know, you're also looking at situations like sibling rivalry. Siblings can love each other. Doesn't necessarily mean they're always going to get along. So, I guess what I'm sort of saying is every relationship is different. Just because you've got two people that have a common origin who recognize the limits of that relationship, who are willing to sacrifice and have you know shared secrets, it doesn't necessarily mean that these people are going to love being in a car ride for 12 hours together. You know? It's just you're going to have to figure out how your individual relationships work in your comic and go for it. You could have two people who are ostensibly enemies, but the reality is they tend to team up a lot. If they're really enemies and they're teaming up a lot, does not not does not not make them actually friends, you know? Look at Reed Richards and Doctor Doom. These are two guys that, well, let's get real. You know, this is pretty much defined by Doc Doom sends something over to the Baxter building to blow it up every so often. But at the same time, anytime Doc Doom needs some help, first person he goes to, Reed Richards, nine times out of ten. Even if Doc has even if Doc Doom has to be on top of the relationship, the bottom line is he goes to Reed Richards as his go to. Conversely, Reed will every so often go to Doom for a problem. So even though the two of them are ostensibly enemies, it, you've still got a lot of the things that make up a relationship a friend relationship you know they've got some definite limitations and some rules on that how that relationship works they have been willing to make sacrifices for each other up to and including their very lives um, they've definitely got a common origin because they went to the same university together and nobody really even though a few people know the secret of what happened to well, blow up the relationship, and I mean that in the most literal possible sense. 
you know, is still a definite secret on the relationship. And this is a secret that has, in fact, been used multiple times. Uh, Fantastic Four versus the X-Men, where Jim managed to figure out a way to sneak a notebook into, you know, actually wrote a notebook and was close enough to read in her voice that they actually caused a conflict with the fan, in the Fantastic Four. You know? That is just cool. I mean, there's no other way to look at it. You know? But yeah, the two of them tend to act as enemies, but there's definitely some friendship going on there. It's just not a conventional friendship is all. And you as a writer need to look at those kind of things and you know, have a little bit of fun with it. Alright. So, summing up, when it comes down to friends, it's going to be defined by having some sort of love between the two. There's going to be some sort of common origin. In this case, we're looking at they have some sort of shared history or some shared, shared hobby or just some sort of common ground that they can actually bond over. Um, there's going to be limitations to the relationship. I don't care if it's obvious or implied, but there's going to be something there. Uh, there's going to be some sort of hidden secrets, and they're definitely going to be willing to sacrifice each other. Um, don't make all your relationships pretty much the same. You can have rivals. You can have what appear to be enemies. That's cool. Um, be advised that you need to be the difference. Be, know the difference between an alliance a hookup and a friend they're not all the same and just because you hook up for somebody to get something from that person doesn't make them an ally doesn't even make them a good friend you know you can upgrade you can downgrade you can turn these around into enemies all of that's pretty much that should be something you do every so often don't get too crazy with it just have some fun with it. Change up the dynamics every so often, but don't get to the point where you're changing them up to the point there's no steady dynamic between individuals. You're going to need lifelong friends in there. Um, it doesn't mean you have to have the lifelong friends always get along. Reed Richards and Benjamin Grimm, classic example. The two have some definite issues, but every so often, but they do tend to, you know, be great friends. Uh, that's actually that one interesting wrinkle. Johnny Storm and Benjamin Grimm. Classic, you know, people who do not get along, but let's get real. If something happened to the kid, Ben's going to be right there. And if somebody goes after that Ben, Johnny Storm is going to basically be giving him a hot foot. You know what I mean? So, ultimately, have some fun with the friendship concept. And there's a thousand and one ways you can do it and have some fun with it. So, hope that helps. Have a good evening. Talk to you later.